You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Curtis King, and this is the artist studio. I am the guest today, and I am basically speaking to you about my new project, the Jubilee Year. Um, it's an actually an EP uh, produced entirely by Ogosh Leotis. It premiered on December second, and it dropped and just went like like a like crazy fire. I don't even know if that's the term, but went like crazy fire and went up to number four hip hop album in the country. So. The basis behind Jubilee Year is basically every 50 years is a story from Leviticus where there was a group of people who were enslaved, um, some lawfully, some unlawfully, and all their property and all their goods and everything was basically taken away from them while they were locked up. And after every 50 years, the uh, government basically relieved their debts and they were released. So they got their property back. Only problem is they had to go through enemy territory to get their property. Um, it relates to us in this day and age because you think about 2016, first of all, it is a jubilee year. And second of all, it's been a very difficult year for a lot of people. And the reason why it's been so difficult is because we're going back through enemy territory to get back what's rightfully ours. And some of us will make it, some of us won't make it, but it's still a jubilee year. And for me, I've had evictions and repossessions and all of those good things. <laughs> I, I say good things because I'm thankful for them all happening because if they didn't happen i wouldn't be the person i am today so um seven tracks and that would be the my explanation of jubilee year i'm, I'm finally getting back was mine i want to go back a little bit because uh there's very interesting concept behind the album sure so uh see this is why uh when i walk into your pad there's a trampoline in front of your microphone sure uh you're a weird cat Curtis, and I, and I mean that with the <laughs> utmost respect, and it's almost, I mean that complimentary. Right. Because there's so much, there's so much repetition in, uh, in hip hop because everyone wants to be blank or right. everyone admires blank. And that's fine. I right. have things that I myself, you know, like, uh, I would be a fool not to base or model myself, uh, uh, you know, um, as a reflection of blank because right, right. that person is success successful. It sure. makes sense. I understand sure. it. But Curtis King, you're a very, you're an individual. Sure. Right. And, uh, I think that's, ve that's very much reflected in your music. Mm. And especially it's something that I got out of Jubilee a lot was, right. was how much of an individual you were. Right. Yeah. Even with the concept of the album, that's the premise for it. I mean, that's first is a beautiful thing. Like it's a beautiful story, what what you base the project off, right? Of. And I feel that you do a lot of things based on the energy of those things. Yeah, I not mean, just like the the actual act of doing them, but yeah, like the energy that's around that. Like I don't I don't want somebody to come to my music and the whole time they're thinking about whether or not he can rap better than my, my favorite rapper. Like that's not my goal at all. My goal is to 
touch people. My goal is to genuinely make an impact on a listener. My goal anytime I talk to somebody is to have an effect on them. And I want them to leave, you know, if not electrified by by meeting me, I want them to at least leave feeling like, you know, they know even um, something that's, that's beneficial for them. Some, some knowing a little bit more. But for me, I mean, being an individual, I feel like that's what we're all here here for. And, um, you know, I don't take the weird compliment uh, in a weird way. I take it as a compliment. I look at it like when you want extraordinary success, well, it's not going to be an ordinary journey to do that. And we live in it, you know, the, to, the, the fact that, you know, not even I mean, the highest I ever been, you know, going back to the whole chart system and, and even the concept of the project, I've never done things um, in an orthodox way. Every project has its own meaning. Like the last one was Raging Waters. The one before that was a tickophobia. The one before that, Jetpack on E and DIY EP. Never the norm. I just, I just, I don't, I get irritated by cliches. And um, I'm more inspired by stuff that actually um, personally has a story to me and touches me. That's some of the, the things that the hip hop suffers from a lot. And I, I think it's, it's a generational thing. Uh, you and people see a formula, they mimic that formula mm-hmm. to try to get the same results. Right. But that only really works in like chemistry. Like it doesn't right. really work in life. Right. Like in you know, in chemistry will tell you this and that will give you this. Because mm-hmm. that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. But in life there's so many other variables that it doesn't matter. Uh, I remember like sitting with, I think it was somebody like, I think it was like cookbook. And he's like, dude, you could be a great MC. You can have a great producer. You can have a great management team. Right. You can have a great, and you still won't be six. You still won't be blank. Right. Because right. blank, that only worked for him. Like that's what life has. That's yeah. what the energy, that's what, that's where his path was. Mm. Just you having the, 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 the ingredients doesn't mean you're going to result with the same thing at the oh, end no. no i always say once you, once you see the blueprint you got to ball it up and <laughs> take take some good components from it and move forward but yeah and it, uh, absorb it right mm-hmm. uh, and see okay well this is the this is the outline this is mm-hmm. this is the way i could see it i could see it it's first you see that it that it is possible right absolutely so you see a bunch of people and uh, another one is uh, someone told me uh, you know like no one was able to do a 900 on, on the skateboard like ever right and then Tony Somebody Hawk did and it raises the bar and then now yeah. everybody can do it yeah because they see oh it is possible <laughs> oh it is you can't do that okay right. so then I'm gonna do the, do the blah 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 but the, the guy didn't train in the same uh, on the same board with the same you know wheels on the you know, keep, same situation yeah it's different for everyone so you have to right. find your own path down well, and, and then, and I think that's been my journey this whole year. That's been my story this whole year. Even from the beginning, I feel like the reason why you have so many young artists and producers who are kind of like copying their way to the top is because, you know, they don't have a whole lot of tutelage. They have a lot of people telling them what they should and shouldn't do, but they don't have real tutelage. They don't, I don't think they, they think the people who give them advice have their best interests at hand. And I think that they go out there like lone rangers and they go on their own journeys and they make their own music. And as soon as something gains traction, they could care less about somebody teaching them at that point, because at that point they feel like they found a formula. So this is why you get anything and everything that goes through the door, because it's all a matter of what gains traction for them. Um, but that's what I did from the beginning of this year. I said, well, I need to be the difference, you know, um, and, and even like to give you kind of a, a backstory of why Jubilee year and why even making that connection to a biblical story. Um, 
I mean, I, I've always been, you know, a, a religious individual. My mom has played in the piano in a church for over 35 years. It was crazy, but me and her went to go see a pastor in San Diego. And I was hoping that I could somehow, you know, get her in a position where and just have like a great job position because it was a big church. And in the middle of him kind of prophesizing to her, he turns to me and he says, you know, I think that you have ambitions to want to come over here. And he said over here, as in the Christian rap world, which I really was debating for a minute. Um, he said, I think you have ambitions to come here, but I think that your your journey is over where you're at. So while I was complaining about all of these underground hip hop shows where people were complaining about real hip hop, they were complaining about oh, the music is garbage nowadays, complain about the radio, complain about everything, but not being the change. He told me that and he said, I think you need, he said, I know that you need to be over there and be a change and show people what the capabilities are and just be a reflection of, you know, God's light. So for me, when I got that, I felt a a, uh, a responsibility. I didn't know it was going to metaf- metamorph into this, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think we, 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 we're all kind of cliche in ourselves because you think about artists that come up and they do cliche things and then you think about the people who have come before they complain about the cliche things like we've seen this record a million times it's the same broken record it's got to be a a a break in the pattern anytime you want to change anything in your life there has to be a break in a pattern so for me if i want to see a change in hip-hop i gotta be a change i know it sounds super corny and maybe even like reading rainbow on saturday <laughs> saturday cartoons but it's just literally how i had to look at it and I just got, t- I got sick and tired of complaining. I got sick and tired of being a part of the choir. And, um, I just wanted to be the change. So I've been making connections based upon not what's the best rap decision, but what's the best personal decision and what represents me best. So that's where I'm at today with it. Let, let me ask you this. And this is for my own personal, cause there's, there, there's artists out there that I, that I reflect on having sat with, right? Right. And then I'll see them actively do this and do that. And then I'll sit back and I'm, I'm thinking like, Man, I wonder what went through his mind or right. what goes through his mind when he's, uh, when he's alone at home, like after the project's done, like right. what, what does he really feel like? What, what's, what's his motivation ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I think about Curtis and I think like, I wonder if Curtis sees himself as an MC. And what right. I mean by that is not, that's not, that's not that simple. Like, are you an MC, Curtis? Like, that's not what right. I'm asking you. It's right. Like, do you see yourself as as somebody who understands that there that you are a special um a sp- you're you're an oddity like do you realize this do you sure do you sure. you you know this no, right I, I I actively know that like I'm I'm not I can't it's almost like a lion trying to act like a cat or a lion trying to act like a like a uh, like an alligator like you are who you are. Like by nature, I'm an MC. By nature, that's what I came in doing. I first started making music. We started from the basis of freestyling in my buddy's grandma's apartment. You know what I mean? Going to the mall and we just him beatboxing and me freestyling. And I beatbox and he freestyle. Like I come from literally every, you know, traditional hip hop story you could think of. I'm an MC, but what it means to be an MC in 2016, I think a lot of people get it confused. A lot of my peers get it confused. And even me for a minute, I thought it was all about, oh, we have to resurrect this time and period, which we look at as a golden age. And I think that that is, is crazy because the folks who are in the golden age, they weren't traditionalists. And when I say traditionalists, I mean that they, they weren't people that said we have to preserve this. We have to preserve this particular what they were revolutionaries they said let's push it forward let's do what we can and it's crazy now to look around and it's like 
a lot of folks complaints is very traditionalist where it's like it's all about reflection and it's like what are we doing to push things forward you know how much can you complain you can't complain your way way into a revolution you can't complain your way into a change at some point in time you got to get up and be like you know what i'm sick of it i gotta change you gotta take action you gotta take action and you have to be the example of oh so if i do rap if i am a rapper like a curtis king if i'm an mc there is a lane for me i just have to advance with the times i just can't think that i can rap you know on you know these you know 75 to 85 bpm boom bap beats and think that that's gonna forever be the model even if you love it yes you love it do it but you gotta you gotta form it because we starting to repeat the same samples i'm hearing the same samples in everybody's projects now when it's like god all this music we got from the 60s and 70s we we literally ate them up twice you know there's always that rare sample that pops up but i feel like we have to advance it forward even the idea of sampling i mean you know even legally they've tried to make it more difficult for us to sample and um i remember murs murs told me himself and murs is the sample king you know him and ninth wonder he said don't build your he said don't build your empire on sampling blew my mind because i was like well that's what you built your empire on and he was like from big bro to, to little bro, don't build your empire on that because you're going to forever be owing somebody something. And I took that and I took heed and it was like, OK, well, where do I fit in all of this? Well, I'm an artist and I have a story and I like different types of music. My playlist will have, you know, uh, 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 Rock Kim, Gucci Man, Coldplay. I have everything because I love music. I just I, I don't I don't I don't hold on to titles that strong. But I know by tradition I'm a I'm a MC. But I just had to find a way in which I could express myself that I would feel comfortable and still have my uh, my moral compass. And I want to go back a little bit because this I think plays into Jubilee year. Like uh, absolutely, what you said was like a lot of the complaints are traditional. Like right. it doesn't sound like this. So that's not that's not oh like this dude is he thinks he he's not as good as that cat that right. I that I grew up listening right. to. He's not, and um I get I get accused of that a lot. Oh, you're you're a purist concept. You're a purist. Mm. You're a purist. You you want '90s rap. You want '90s right, rap. Right. I want good rap. Sure. Like sure, I, that's all sure, I want. Like sure. like, like you said, I'm the dude that I'll have Kooji rap, and then I'll have a Joey Badass on the same. Yeah. Like and you know what I'm saying like I don't care where it comes from. Right. As long as it's good and it's proper and it's well delivered. Yeah. That I understand. I even, even say this though. I think that even you saying Kooji rap and, and Joey Badass, I think people will will clump those together. Although it's a new artist, because they're both good. But see, that's the only. Con- that's the only. Con- okay, New York Cats, yes. But the, yeah. the okay, but, okay, no, no. And then I'm gonna. Right, but I was right, saying is right. like the, the reason. The, so one time I was playing right. for Baca. I'm a Baca, yo. You heard this cat, uh-huh. Joey Badass, like three years ago. Sure. And he's like, he's like, oh no, nah, you know, I didn't really fuck with him. I'm gonna look. I'm push play. Yeah. And he and he comes off sounding like uh, ODB. Like he comes out and he's like, oh uh, yeah. Right. Like he starts right. doing this stuff. And then and then Baca goes, you know why you like this? Because it sounds like old rap. And I'm like, you know why I like this? Because mm-hmm. it sounds like good rap. But see, that's that, why I like it. That's the connection yeah, there. But see, that I think I think that sometimes creates an issue in hip hop is that what you said right now is like what a lot of folks that love hip hop say is that what you're stating as good hip hop, it changes even from folks that you know or within your generation it changes between what is good, what is good, what what is good, what is good food. Somebody may say McDonald's. Somebody may say good food is something that the mama cook. I may have his food and his mama cook and be like, this is not good food. But good, good changes from, from, from person yes, to person. Yes, but there has to be a general consensus. There's a bar of, of what's of, of, good. But see, because what, you can't you know, be like, oh, here's this 
plate of dog shit and here's a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I like, so one person's going to say that this shit mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. So now it's good. No, this one person is wrong. This, he doesn't, well, his, 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 right. his taste buds haven't evolved. He doesn't have enough mm-hmm. history or time with the cheeseburger to understand like the pro, mm-hmm. like you, you need to, you need to include these things in, if you're going to talk about a culture. If you're th- if you're talking outside the culture, all right. I mean, now right. all, it all it's all it all fucking wild wild west. But if you're speaking about the hip hop culture, right. there has to be a line. There has to be regiments. Whether th- and please make them as loose as possible, but mm-hmm. they have to exist. Otherwise, that's not part. That's not cultural. As in, like you know, what I'm saying like it, it has to include certain things in it. I can't right. call a fucking plate of sushi uh, a, a pizza. Oh no, that's su- that's what I call sushi. No, bro, this is sushi. It has it has certain standards, certain things that have but, to I be mean, evolved. To play the devil's advocate in that, there's there is a pizza sushi. So for somebody who never- under, there's a piece of sushi, you go down the street, down the street in Rialto, <laughs> there is a piece of sushi. All right, it's a volcano. There's a there's a there's a there's a Mexican roll. What does that mean? Here's my point. It's all about perspective. (laughs) Uh And the thing that I think really kicks us in the ass in hip hop is that we go forward and we state our opinion as the absolute fact. And there not there aren't any absolute facts. Even back when you think about, you know, the era where there there exists a cool G rap and there exists an MC Hammer. For somebody, they may look at MC Hammer and say, yo, that's a guy from from the Bay who's around a, a, an area where all they do is dance and they make this party music. For somebody that's in the Coogee rap, it's like, no, that's not that's not real. Biggie and E-40 had issues, even though we look at E-40 now as like one of the pioneers of this independent rap game. And Biggie was like, oh, I'm not on that type of rap. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it all is perspective. But I think that the problem comes when we're looking at opinions as facts and then we move forward and we don't have an opportunity to evolve with each other because at the same time even though we may not look at a plate of dog shit as food i'm not eating no dog shit i hear you but somebody enjoys that quote-unquote dog shit and for me to sit up here and say you're wrong for that and if they can name me 15 nutritional values from eating dog shit how wrong am i at that point how wrong are they i don't it's not for me to judge all i know is I like what I like, but I also have to have a realization that what I like is limited to my perspective. And that, and I'm okay with that. Right. But, but now you, and, and we're talking like this would be like step one, step two, like that. Mm-hmm. Because th- th- that's not, like I said, the variables. Now you can throw in like opinions and like, uh, dogs and fights and right. like, no, well, yeah, I like this cat because I want to get the views. Like, oh, I like no, no, this. But you know what? Like, so now yeah, all this yeah, shit gets yeah. mixed in where, but, but see, here's the thing about even it. Even the opinions are impure. And he, here's what thing, and I, I, and it's funny because I look at like all of the stuff that pops up on, 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 on Facebook and, um, a lot of like like you know uh like cypher groups put up these videos of like little yachty and you know all these folks and i i I don't understand it because you know they 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 clown it and i understand the clowning because yes you're you're thinking of things in a sense of a traditional mc and an actual mc but i'm like you wouldn't go you wouldn't go to a a um a plumber and then tell him about how shitty of a gardener he is that's not his field for this person. But if this come, plumber's presenting himself as a gardener, but they're not presenting, then I'm going to judge you as the gardener you're presenting. Here. So but, when these people come up and they yeah. present themselves as rappers and MCs. Whoa, and they whoa, don't, whoa, whoa. See, that's where, that's where you got to cut the line okay. because I have not yet heard one time where a little Yachty or uh, 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 whoever else, I have not heard them one time yeah. say that I am an MC. Okay, so that's what good. What I heard them say is, 
I'm a rock star. Okay, well, okay, okay, right. that's good. So then, so then, what qualifies that as hip hop? What qualifies that as rap? This is an argument that I have. Mm-hmm. I tell people, bro, you got to be realistic and be honest. Cut all the bullshit out. Mm-hmm. What makes this hip hop? What makes this rap, dude? Explain to me where this is right. a rap song. Oh, well, that's just their rap, is it? Just because it's what, a black what, dude rhyming doesn't make it rap, yeah, bro. Like, you what need, do you? What would you constitute hip hop? Well, that's what I'm saying. Hip-hop. So now that's when all these other mm-hmm. questions come into mind. Well, it's his version of it. Mm-hmm. Well, is it because he's not even calling it rap? He's right. saying it's he's a rock star. Well, what do you say when 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 you know the the? Uh, so see, so now you right. gotta you gotta look at it. No, 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 so no, and, and you have to set criteria for any culture for it to survive. Right. There's certain rules. If you're thinking about a tribe and a culture, you have to have rules for for survival. Everybody can't, you know, drink from from the river water and then not be filtered there's got to be a system for that so people can survive obviously i think that's what it is but the fact that there has not been set up something where not even just so much what can go and what can come in but there hasn't been set up a system just like in any other industry where we are not only preserving what we have but teaching the next generation i mean it's got to go further than sitting in a classroom for two hours i mean what are we really doing to the point where you know and i made that video at the beginning of the year why is it that we have young artists who don't know how to how to uh how to sell their cd hand to hand and they're around people who did it back in the 90s and then why is it that you have these rappers that are back from the 90s can't get one of these young dudes to teach them how to make a band camp page like that's a problem and 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 and, and we can talk about the you know what's the mc what's not but at the end of the day if you look at these new artists that come up, they are a direct result, whether or not they want to be claimed or not. They are a direct result of this, this, this everybody for themselves mentality within hip hop. And I don't when something comes up and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. He's wearing that. That's crazy. I'm like, well, nobody, I, I, nobody ever said, you know, this is the reason why us as minorities have to represent ourselves in a certain way, because by the time they come out, they're like, well, it's getting me attention. And every rapper's biggest problem is obscurity. Well, if how can I get out of obscurity? OK, well, I'm going to wear this dress because, you know what? The purest hip hop folks are going to hate me. They already did because they, they wouldn't teach me. So I'm going to go against them. And then the people who didn't pay attention to me before are now paying attention to me because of this silliness. And there's there's no there's no uh, recycling of the information of the knowledge. We can't just go from just CDs, which is I right? th- which is the problem, and that's why hip hop mm-hmm. uh, is in the state that it's in now because there's a refusal of wanting to learn about right. the culture. You're refusing to learn that about that old shit. Like I don't want to rap well, because well, you, you don't you yeah. don't want to. Well, that's got to play on both sides. Except, well, yeah, but you can't yeah. force someone to say, hey, "Gonna listen and you're gonna hear this well, hip hop no, history, it, bro," it, before you go out on the mic. But see, that's that's one approach. I think another approach would be having a conversation with, and, and you know what's crazy is that I've I've consulted probably about 75 rappers this year. Okay. Right? One-on-one for an hour with all of them. I mean, raging from age 42 all the way down to 16. And I tell you the one common thing that they don't have, you can say they got the internet, they got all this information. What they don't have is mentorship. What they don't have is when they first start and they're hungry for knowledge, they can't go to their favorite rapper and say, yo, how did you do what you did? He's not going to hit them back on Twitter. But you go to another industry where it's a small business and they want to learn, okay, what are the tools that I need to be a successful small businessman? It's a, a bev, it's a bevy amount of information That's, just sitting up there. But here's the thing about it. It's not even so much them saying, I don't like the, the, the old stuff. What they're doing is the same thing we did to 
our parents' generation, where it's like, yeah, okay, funk music in the 80s, y'all were wearing cups like cameo on, on your crotch and you were doing that. We ain't with that. We doing this. This to us is, is authentic. And then we made polarizing music that alienated them. It's the same thing happening. It's in the tradition of being revolutionary. And although sometimes that term revolutionary can, you know, we, we think that it means always being like a certain type of way. It's completely progressive. And I understand that, but here's the problem Mm -hmm. now because we're not going, this is disco and this is jazz and this is rock. We're going hip hop, hip hop A, hip hop B, hip hop C. Everything is now an extension of hip hop. Like, oh, you you can, you, it's, it's, it's not a separate genre of music like disco was to the blues and the jazz. Like that's, you can totally say, oh yeah, well, that's disco song and that's a jazz song. Like now we just, we have little asterisks next to the hip hop that we're doing because we want it to be hip hop. We, I don't understand the the pattern. Well, I mean, when of- you when you're rapping, when I'm not even cut you off. I, I'm going to cut you off. But when, when you're rapping, you you immediately get clumped, and it's not even so much the rappers who are making these titles because I've not, I've yet to hear you know uh, one of these new rappers say like I'm doing it for hip hop. To me, they're making music that is in four eight timing, which is traditionally with hip hop. They're making music that is formatted just like hip hop songs, verse chorus, verse chorus, and from there that is their only direction now it's the the folks that categorize music like the itunes like the corporations that categorize it at best buy oh this is the hip-hop section i have yet for them to i've yet to see them say buy my new hip-hop album there you they're saying yo get my music because i think that what happens is we're we're seeing the the next generation after the ipod generation i always said the ipod generation was the one that came in and they were the ones that had access to 70 albums at the same time i could have every all of this album it wasn't just like a tape where i remember making tapes for like my crushes i can only put you know probably about eight you know the 10 songs on on both sides together it's not how it is now you're getting folks who are influenced by all of this stuff these other sub genres that are happening i think one are happening out of defense because these artists are like well i don't want the you know these older heads to look at me and say that i'm trying to do what they're trying to do and i think another part of it is these corporations have clumped things together where i can get on soundcloud i can only pick hip-hop no matter if if i'm rapping no matter what it is somebody outside of this genre we know this genre we love this genre right somebody who's on the outside of this is like that's hip-hop that's rap they don't they don't think about all these subdivisions but it's the folks that are defining these rules for us that causes all this turmoil and you know what's crazy is that we have all these conversations with somebody's on the outside who's banking off all of this and they're just like i don't care what you call it or how many arguments you have they just rubbing their hands together like keep on making it <laughs> which, which is what's happening and they're not just only the corporations also the mm-hmm. medias and the reason mm-hmm. that i have a real uh that I have a real issue and I, I'm real loud spoken with stuff is sure. when it comes to media is because I am media. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I want to be held accountable for what I promote. Right. You can't just say, Oh, I promote it. Like, yo, I don't have anything sure. to do with it. No, no, no. If sure. it's on your cover, sure. you're, yeah. you're giving it the okay. On your platform, you have to do that. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. So then don't let it be like, yo, it's a list. Yo, I don't want to have anything to do. We just talk about it. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Be responsible for what you say and what you put out because now we live in an era where the media mm-hmm. is 
the public. Sure. So right, like the is the Twitter fans, is the stuff. Facebook. <laughs> That's the new so news now. Yeah. so if you're gonna be a publication, if you're gonna be a show, if you're gonna be mm-hmm. a podcast, if you're gonna be this, okay. But now that comes with responsibilities, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of shows always end up falling off right. because they can't find a direction that they want to go in, and they, they can't understand. They don't first. They don't understand the logistics of a podcast, of a radio right. show, of promoting right. and how much time and energy it has. Right. But also the accountability that you should hold yourself to as somebody that's distributing the culture again mm-hmm. within the boundaries of the culture right i don't have it look i've had people on my show that i don't listen to their music on a regular basis right. but i respected them on some level sure ask me any artist go down the list and i'll tell you why i had them mm-hmm. and i'll give you a, a reasonable reason why i chose to have them on Absolutely. now there's other artists that have been pitched to me that i won't have because that's not what i want to you promote. have your own moral compass sure and i think that's lost also in the music and mm-hmm. it comes with uh it comes with self you know with responsibility and like what you really want out of the music that you're putting out right mm-hmm. so but when i listen to curtis king album like this new one next one i could tell what you want out of it if even if i'm just watering it down right. it's kind of spread pos- positivity you want to spread no, they, positivity they, absolutely there and it's i mean i don't want it to be where it's just you know me trying to you know preach to people on something like this is literally me saying i'm in this place right now that you don't see many rappers express, you know, the, we don't know the happy moments. We know the club moments. We know all of these things where it's, it's sort of like, we don't get to see that kind of, um, talk in hip hop. Like there is no self help talk in hip hop, but guess what? We deal with the most mental health issues of probably of any other genre. Right. And we, 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 we suppress, we suppress, whether it's the lean, whether it's the weed, whether it's the liquor, we suppress, suppress because we, because we're going through real shit. I don't anymore. I mean, I, I never really use that as a means to do it, but I have, of course, my own vice. For me, it's just like nobody else gives a damn. And meanwhile, we're looking at all of these folks that, you know, at one point in time, we sing their praises and, and they lose their mind. And it's like, damn, well, that's, that's sad for him. But it's like we wouldn't do that with somebody that was our family. Why would we do it with somebody that's within this genre we love? So that's really where I'm at with it now, where it's like if I came back. And I didn't go over to Christian rap. I came back to make a legit difference. And the only way I can make a difference, first of all, is to spread my information. Like I've been doing these videos. Secondly, is to be an example of something that people say, you know what? He knows what the hell he's talking about. And then now just to continue to make music, because I wouldn't want. I mean, I'm not always in a positive mood. I go through things. I'm a human being. But. I try to um, control that aspect of me. And I think that more than any information you can give any of these young artists, you got to give them stuff that influences their psychology. It's more important. So for this music, I look at music as medicine. Music is my medicine. If if I'm not listening to some music that fills me up with something, like there's a lot of music that even though I support these young dudes on their grind, a lot of music is low energy. And I, I don't mean low energy as in like, you know, moody. I mean, low energy as in, I can tell it's not made from a place of, of, of life. You know what I mean? So this is the reason why my playlist now, like I have like Bruno Mars, 24 carat. I have, you know, Bruno uh, Mars is uh, dope, bro. yeah, Bruno Mars. I love you know, me some Bruno Mars. Uh, Bruno Mars. Like bad. love that. Like even like Pharrell's happy. I love all of the music that fills me up. You know, even like, you know, reminisce over you, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh P rock and CL smooth. Like I listen to music that just puts me in that place. Like when you came in here right now, I was listening to Flying Lotus's Pandora uh, 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 station because I just need music 
that's going to support this new direction. And sometimes it's in. not hip hop. Sometimes right? you be honest with a you. A lot of the times it's not yeah. hip hop. To be honest with you, it's a lot of new music that I I don't I don't dislike it because it's new or I don't dislike it because it doesn't remind me of what I fell in love with hip hop for. Because I, the thing about it is, I, and I put that up on a post the other uh, a few weeks ago. I said, when you love something, you can't just love the good parts of it. Like I love hip hop. I love hip hop. Like I love, you know, family member, you know, and if I love you, I love the ugly and I got to love, I got to love the ugly. I can't just love the good parts and say, well, I don't love that part of you. That's you know, not love. You know, the, the, the other day I was thinking about it and I said, uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to have, the little Yahtzees and the little blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's a Yahtzee. Whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. Whatever his name is. Uh, I'm happy to have that and the, and the young thugs and have right, all these different right. cats because I think about it like, a, like, a, like I'm a... Like I'm panning for gold, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I see this new stream of river. I know this old stream, like it's fed right. me, it's watered my whole town. Right. And, you know, I know it, I love it, I want to protect this river. I don't want it to get cluttered and and right. I'm trash. But then here comes this new stream of river, and there's a possibility there's some gold over there. Some, so I'm gonna go mine. And if yeah. I, but if I didn't go mine, I wouldn't find that little. Uh, nugget, nugget of Joey sure. Badass or the little nugget see, of Childish Gambino and, and like for, I wouldn't find and, but yeah, I had to go through all this go dirt through, you gotta, all this stuff you to know, tell that, me do you not have to dig through the dirt to get to the gold that's so t- but <laughs> but I'm gonna be completely honest with you this is a new not saying anybody's music is dirt but I'm saying for you it's literally like the brain has two functions one is to survive yeah. to protect you to survive and yeah. the other one is to burn calories your brain determines whether or not it's gonna burn calories on a conversation based upon whether or not it relates to what you're going through mm-hmm. if you can relate to it you'll burn calories on it if not your brain just go into autopilot yeah. so there's music that you listen to it just doesn't hit you in any way Cool. Move on to the next thing. But I'm, I'm like I said, I was completely mm-hmm. honest because uh, my birthday is like in four days or three days. Oh man, happy early birthday! Thank yeah. you, thank you. And, and the reason that, that I bring that up is because uh, I like to re- like I honestly like I sit back and I'm like, okay, what was this year like? Mm-hmm. Okay, well this year it was good. You had a lot of positive things. You had a lot. Ba- you had a lot of things that you're you're proud you're of. My personally, you're talking about music. <sighs> Uh, so, both. <laughs> but well, because they're both uh, music is very personal to right, me, right? Right, right. So, but in hip hop, in general, if I'm looking at hip hop in the perspective, like what was hip hop like this year? Mm-hmm. Well, it had its good, it had its bad. You know, we, uh, they, you know, some dope albums came out, some other right. artists got publicity that you know, blah blah blah. But on a personal note, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, okay, how, how is your life better for not for wasting so much time? Uh, dislike or publicly, right? Publicly disliking right. Right. these people. Like, is it better? Is it going to help? Is it going to do? Right, it? And right. ultimately, the only really, w- the only real way to uh, to to counterfight that or to fight that, if you want to, is don't pay it any attention. So if you stop paying attention, if we right. all stop paying attention to it, mm-hmm. they'll they'll just vapor. They'll go away because there's no. Or it it either go away or it'll go to the people that it was naturally divide d- d- designed for. Right, because those people won't let it go away. That's what they want. But know? all and, I know and, is and that that's them, not for me. Sure, and, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that there, it, you know, we just can't be mad when there's a divide between the generation, and you know, that's something that's been set in motion, especially when it comes to like minorities. You know, we we always tend to have these arguments that 
you don't see other other genres having arguments. You don't see rap. You don't see rock rock fans arguing with the other ones about the authenticity between you know uh, the Rolling Stones and authenticity between you know uh, uh, Led Zeppelin. You, you just you, you they love what they love and they support these folks until they're in their eighties and they're barely walking around the stage and you know and but, they and, and, I, and I get that and, I, and I've talked to people about the book, but the, the, it all goes back to me like. To ref- I'll give them as an example is like, look, but hip hop or rap is the only type of music mm-hmm. that you can do whether you can do it or not. Right. If you if you want to play the guitar, do you have to hit the G chord and the C chord? You don't hit whatever chord that is. Oh, that's wrong. You hit that note wrong. That's a wrong note. Right. So there, you're not playing the the notes. That but in hip hop, that don't stop people from from playing. How, how many how many guitar heroes we got out right now? Right, right. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, but as accepted at because now you yeah. don't. There's no there's no vetting process for being an MC. Like you you can go go sign up to a, a show from Blank produ- mm. uh, promoter Blank, and you're now you're a rapper, and now you're in the scene, now you're in the scene. Mm-hmm. But the, in in rock, like if you want to sell, if you want to, you have to play right. the guitar well. You have to learn. How to do these things right but see I, I think i think also too there, there's a there's two ways to look at it. it's a double-edged sword because the other side is that is well if there is if there is this standard for which we judge an mc by and the moment that they are human and the moment that they are not performing at the level that we say oh you need to be at there's no reason why i'm not going to use anybody's name but there's so many hip-hop legends that can't fill out a 30 spot venue and i look at that and yeah. i'm like and i'm like it, it breaks my heart because I'm like, well, that's a legend. That is a, a legend in art. There is no way Rolling Stone is no way. All and the trust. thing is, they've been doing it just as long, and, and 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 there's no reason why that should happen. But I think it's those, it's those, it's the need to always have to compare and contrast the new to the old, and oh, that's not this, that's not this. Folks who are fans of the Eagles don't give a damn. They love that. They love the songs they love and they mm-hmm. continue to push it forward because you know what? Even though you're not as good as what you used to be, your moment, you 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 were my soundtrack in high school and I forever fall in love. But now you got it to where it's like the minute one artist comes out, you know, if 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 he says anything any anywhere coherent, people are already saying, Oh, he's the greatest of all time. And, and the thing is, that's just been going on. It, same thing happens in sports, but it's always things that minorities are involved with. I don't think people get that is that we always have to fight over crumbs and like the most menial, uh, conversations about whether or not this guy is real or not, or whether or not this guy is a doper MC than this person. And I'm like, I get it because it's based upon, tradi- it's based upon competition. But even if you think about it back in the tribe sense, if a, if a tribe only battled each other from from the beginning to the end that tribe will not exist that tribe will eventually kill or deplete itself and it will not be a tribe anymore now there's different set there's different factions within hip-hop that call for it battle rap is what it is that's the sport that it is but i think that when fans do it and now you like you said everybody has a, a media platform now there's just these expectations that don't allow you know, a Scarface, I mean, legend, legend, Scarface to be able to sell out stadiums into his 60s. Nobody wants to see a 60 year old rap. Well, again, it's messed up. We're in the genre of, of, like I said, everyone's able mm-hmm. to do it, whether you're able to do it or not. Right. So now I'm not a fan anymore. Now I'm your competition. Now I'm an, I'm an yeah. artist just like you. I, I, you. There's no more fans in hip hop. Everyone wants to be a part of something mm-hmm. because there's no vetting process. Well, you, for you, it. you know, you know why? And there's no such thing like that in right. country music. Sure. I mean, but, but, you, but you know, know like, why? You know why there's no fans and, and, and why? And it's beyond, and I, th- I, I agree with you. I agree with you that. 
the the process of how accessible this is to everybody has made it a different playing field. Absolutely. I agree. I add to that that the fact that there has not been that that um, that giving between each other, between the folks who have already been established and the people who are coming up, there's no respect. So if you have not taught me anything and I had to teach myself and now I got a million SoundCloud plays and you have, you know, 20,000 in my mind, I'm like, well, you wouldn't teach me anyways. I'm better than you. And I have to think that way to get better. It's the I'm lack not saying of that's knowledge, what I am. I feel. It's, it's the lack of it is the lack because of knowledge. Because if you had the knowledge, you would understand right. why he should be respected. Well, if if I'm know. a childish Gambino, right, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want to show love to the culture. All right, cool. I have this million. I can go on tour, set up the Superdome tour. I'm going to take Master Ace, Coogee Rap, just so other people right. can, yo, just take them on. They're not going to sit. Master Ace is going to be like, no, nah, I'm not going to go with you. He's gonna be like, right. Great opportunity, see, it, it, you know, like it comes you could extend the, your yeah, hand you, to like he could that, extend to his other, hand, but at the same the legends. time, he could extend his hand to the legends. But is that really doing them any good to put them? It's basically like cold calling. It's cold calling in front of an audience that may not be familiar with it. The problem is when you're thinking about these artists that you would include on that childish Gambino. It's got to be what? How do you make him more? How do you make him just as valuable as a childish Gambino? Well, he has to provide something of value, and I think that we have this sense of entitlement because we're talented. Talented and because we're extraordinarily talented and skilled as being an MC, we think that that's enough to give to an audience. It's like I've blessed you with all of this. I bless you with this music, this game. But it's like, how much of a blessing is it when everybody can do it, right? It's a blessing when you give somebody something like you know the first person that taught you how to tie your shoe. You'll never forget their first and last name. The person that taught you how to ride a bike. Why? Because that was valuable for the rest of your life and how you learn things. So the same thing with these artists that are coming up. They don't look at it as like it's like yo, you made you made a song. You 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 rap really fast. That's tight. What have you given me? So the moment that, and that's why I took the, the route that I did this year and why Jubilee was, year was so important for me to get on the charts is that I need to show them that it's not about me getting in the charts. It's about you seeing what the capabilities are once you get in a giving situation. It's not about giving to be a good person. It is about that still, but that's not why I'm doing it. I am a good person, but I'm giving because that's a prerequisite before you get to success. Every successful individual, I mean, truly successful, has given an amount of value to people that justified them getting paid what they got paid. That goes for any of these, you know, CEOs of any. I mean, that's why I never downplay any corporations or any any media outlets because those folks had to work their ass off to get to where they're getting to. And I look at it and I'm like. When you are giving value, when you are teaching people how to do things like Something as simple as, you know, start up an email list. How do you, how do I work MailChimp? You teach somebody that they will never forget you. And it changes the conversation. Now I'm in a position now because of all the information that I gave. I did over 350 videos on YouTube and this is just, just, just this year. I'm in a position now to where I literally was able to offer my FL studio course, my website building course. I was able to offer free beat or free drum kit. I was able to offer that to, 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 to a prospective rapper, producer, or fan and say, this is me giving to you. I'm going to give you something that's going to change your life for the rest of your life for $2.99. Right. And I did that. And that exchange is so powerful that it pushed somebody who the highest ever been on the charts was number 41. And I was for a tickophobia. The, it pushed me so high. I was the number four album in the country. Who was in front of me? Try Call Quest, Pete Rock and um, Smoke Dizza, YG and then Curtis King above Drake and Drake Cole. 
that only happened because of the value that I gave. And that's the example that I wanted to set with this Jubilee year is that we can argue all about, you know, and I'm not just saying just us, but I'm saying in, in, as a culture, we can argue all these different things. But until these folks that are coming up, see, oh, that's why Rakim is valuable. Damn, he's the reason why my favorite rapper does this sort of pattern in his rap. Oh, damn. That's why, you know, uh, 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 you know, a, a ninth wonder is important. Now, this is why Pete Rock. Oh, he's the reason why we do these kind of change ups in the beats when they understand that aspect and learn how to do it for themselves and learn how difficult sampling is. They have a different respect for it. But when it's when, when you got a when you saw this, when you go to a kid, and you say you better respect this house. You better respect this house and you better not eat my cookies and you better not drink none of my milk. The minute that you go to sleep, that kid's about to get up there and he's about to eat your cookies and because you there's no respect there. <laughs> yeah. But if you let them know like, yo, I got diabetes and if my sugar drops, I could die. So I got to have my, sh- my my cookies on hand. So please make sure you don't touch those. Then it becomes I got to make him survive. Mm-hmm. That's the value of that. Mm-hmm. That's an exchange. So I think that I really believe and I, I'll take that to, to my to my last day. I really believe that that is going to be. The thing that um, preserves hip hop for another hundred something years is so that, that has to change. Let's let's get into specifics about Jubilee Year. Sure, I want to hear the first track that you want to present. To okay, us. well, let's. I mean, I think the best thing is probably the intro. The introduction gives you a story of where I've been the last year and why I chose to go the journey that I went. Let's hear it. what's what's the name of the track? Who uh, Jubilee it? Year first first song? Mm-hmm. Everything is produced by Oh Gosh Leotis, but. Uh, yeah, so that's that one. All right, let's hear it. I want to talk to you today about your year of Jubilee. Everything that has my name on it is coming back to me. My health, my joy, my peace, my family, my children, my promotion is coming back. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. When I started making music, I knew I wanted to bow. Matter of fact, I knew I wanted it all. Not for the money, the diamond rings, or the cars. And not for the ladies, the shopping sprees at the mall. I know that sound crazy, but they all got flaws. I did it so my mama had to quit her job. After two evictions, three repos, I got a vision. God led me to the people. Even though the people know I'm modest for an artist. And sometimes a little too honest for an artist. I used to ask why you always had it the hardest. I thought that I was cursed like a Blair Witch Project. Three years ago, I took a risk on a sound click and made more money than I ever encountered and I finally got a manager finally got a PR and finally had a strategy to make me a star but November 27th after leaving Merch Show walking downtown Disney alone in my pea coat I noticed a depression I suppressed inside for over 30 years made its way to my eyes so I cried man Cause I was more lost than I'd ever been The money and the fame even though it seemed heaven sent I felt better getting rid of all the evidence I parted for my manager, parted for my publicist Hoping they'd understand I'm a man that was suffering A man in pursuit of a purpose I was nervous cause how do I win in a game that's self-serving? Go figure I read a book that changed my life that year called The Go-Giver, and that was December. Now I'm back for everything that you owe, no kid.
training, we need to learn to think jubilee thoughts. In other words, I know it's already out there. It's already got my name on it. So, Father, I just want to thank you. It's my year of jubilee, and you're going to release what already belongs to me. Okay, so what you just listened to right now was actually the title track or the intro of the EP, the Jubilee Year. Um, it was basically an explanation of everything that ensued before I decided to share my value, every, everything I decided to do and what led me to the decision. Um, it, it speaks about when I left Emerge Show in November 27th, 2015, when I felt like I was more lost than I'd ever been in my life. And, um, I got on the phone with my fiance. We, we we got to having a conversation about just where I was in my career. My album Raging Waters was named top 25 albums of hip hop DX and all of the success was surrounding me, but I just wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And that moment of realization uh, led me to the book, The Go-Giver. And that book is literally, you know, the most important book that I've read in my life. And this is the reason why I do the work that I do now just learning how important it is to share, to share your value. Cause once you share your value, all your needs are taken care of. So Jubilee year, uh, that was the first, one of the first things me and oh gosh worked on original for the project. And it just came together so fast because me and him have great chemistry. And I had an idea. We have m- multiple ideas of where to go with it, but he's just such a talented musician that you see the transitions in the music it's just a very emotional story, but it had to be told by a real musician. Very fitting. Both of you uh, blend very well together. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then that you can hear the difference from, uh, oh, you know, it's, it's what I'll ask artists, like, what do you do? Do you write to the beat or do you mm. write and then find a beat? Like, how does that work? And a lot oh. of them are like, you know, some, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of them give you different answers. That's like, crazy. yo, do I just walk around and, and I'll think of a rhyme and then I'll, before I know it, I have a verse and then I'll find a beat that fits it. And then there's other artists like, yo, I need the beat first. And then I got to feel the energy of it. And I got all other kind of stuff. Right? But you can kind of hear when someone has a, a lyrics already right now and then they find a beat mm-hmm. because like the, the, the energy of both aren't the same. Right. Right. But I, but this, that, what I was telling you about the album as I was listening through all the way through, it was a, it was like a pattern, like a path that didn't mm-hmm. take me, didn't take lefts or rights and unexpected turns. Like the energy of the, the feeling of the energy was the same all the way through. Right. And I don't think people really appreciate that when they're putting their albums together. Yeah, because they're making, you know what happens, and, and this happens with, with every rapper and every producer in the very beginning, because we come into this game, and it's the same thing, I guess, with, with folks who just jump into something new. When you come into this game, we have very narrow visions of what we want to succeed. We say, you know what? I want to finish a 16-bar verse. You know what? I want to finish a beat. And what happens? Two, three days or maybe even one day we finish that verse. But then we get more advanced. We get better. And then other people start coming into us and influencing our decisions. And, you know, one minute we just wanted to finish a verse. The next we want to have a million plays on SoundCloud. The next we want to have, you know, um, 2000 likes on Instagram. And we get distracted by all these different things and they affect the music. And I think that you know, sometimes it's beautiful to have, I mean, I think it is beautiful to have multiple opinions in your music making process, but everybody has to be on the same page. And for this, it was just literally him and I saying to each other, what more can we do? So there's songs on here, like even like a song called My Business, where it goes from, you know, the, the chords in the second verse are played differently than the chords in the first verse. And then the last outro is like a jazz 
you know, uh, uh, a timing and jazz uh, mixture. But we did that because it's just we both love good music and we just we just wanted to create. And when it's from a pure reason, I think that it, it, it translates well. But when you get influenced by. Okay, well, I got to do something for for the ladies on this and I got to do okay after the ladies what I got to make sure that it's something that can play on radio. But I got to make when you have all of these different things going on through your head and you're not just making music. I think that subconsciously people pick up on that. And when they hear songs, they just say stuff like, I don't I'm not feeling that. And you're like, what do you mean you're not feeling that? You hear all the stuff I did to it? And the rapper gets frustrated, not realizing that they pick up on all these different cues. Even if you made a verse, you know, about how much you love your mama, but you had just got in an argument with your mama, people are going to hear that in, in your tone. It's not going to feel authentic. Whether you can't control that, you just have to be in the right mind frame. But that has to be learned. Oh, no. And, yeah, sure, you know, sure, like, sure, and, and sure. This is, this is the. That's why I share it, though. This, uh, <laughs> of, you know, which is important. And I love, and I love that you do that. Uh, I, I've, I've told people about me, about me coming here last time. Like, I, yeah. I asked you, hey, send me a picture of your board because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling Baca, like, yo, Baca, <laughs> you got to do this. And Baca's a dude that already did that, but he doesn't, he has, uh, uh notes. Right. A little, uh, yellow stamps notes oh, on yeah, his I, wall. I, I, and yeah. it's, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's like, call this dude or don't forget that. And he yeah. has them and he visualizes what he wants to do, right? It embeds it to your mind. And it's an important thing to start visualizing yourself successful mm-hmm. because, uh, uh, it's almost like you, you, uh, immensely manifest out of the ether. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just come because, well, you know, add a trampoline to all of that. <laughs> How weird does it sound? Okay, now? so Curtis, Curtis, uh, we're in his, we're in his home studio, mm-hmm. and Curtis has a trampoline directly underneath his microphone. Yep, and and you rap on the tramp. I just started rapping on it and writing. What are the benefits of a trampoline? In your um, the first besides is, some cool sexual things I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to do that on the on that oh, one. Sure, sure. I have another one in the, in the, in the garage for oh, that. No. I'm playing, um, <laughs> but it's great for the digestive system. The yeah. problem is. When you're low energy, disease happens, anger happens, depression happens. That's all low energy environments to be in. And when when you feel that way, you're more prone to be sick. And for me, I, I noticed that my best ideas come to me not at night, not at daytime. It's when I have high energy, whether that's day or night. And it's I just need, lines of coke everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know that 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 don't do it for me because okay, of the okay. you know the yeah, the, the, the pesky it's heart pricey. problems that come with it's it. And it's, and it's a pricey you know, habit man, to have. It's a rich man's trip. You know, I just you know I got this forty dollar trampoline from yeah. Toys R Us, and, and and it's a mini trampoline, and, and and it's something called rebounding that I do every day because I get on there for five minutes. My energy just just takes like a jump. You don't get headaches. Headaches from jumping. Yeah, from nah, jumping. Because I, I, I went on a bouncy house the other day. Yeah. Like my head was hurting. Like it's yeah. too much. I think. Well, I mean, it, it then it also depends on. I mean, it's funny how we always bl- blame the stuff that helps our body that, for the reason why we got the headache. I used to do that. I would do that sort of stuff. But I don't think it'd be the trampoline. I think it may be the the the. Well, what did I eat before I went there? And what kind of things are circulating in my head now because I did that? But also, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, trampoline, you're not jumping with all you know well, like yeah, i'm not the thing about it when you're doing rebounding you don't have to jump you, you, you just you, you, you just, literally have to feel the extension mm, of the springs yeah. because what happens is when you get your body moving like that your food digest more smoothly and it digests faster it's great for your lymphatic system and, and when you get these things in order because think about the reason i say even digest is because the reason why also we're low energy is because it takes more time for us to digest a big a big breakfast so if you have a huge breakfast we're wondering like 
man, I had a great breakfast. Why am I so tired? Because your food is still digested. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Before they can digest, we, we clomping on lunchtime food on top of that. And I would sit here and I'd be like, okay, lunchtime now. Have a big lunch, big breakfast, and then wonder why by two o'clock I'm ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, man, I got it. What am I doing? But I realized that it, it's, it is what I'm choosing to put in my body the first thing in the morning. That's the reason why I even, you know, I, I was told that I'm not vegetarian quite yet, that I'm a prescatarian, I think it is. I don't know what it is, but prescatarian, where I'm, I'm able to eat seafood right now. I don't eat dairy. Pescatarian, yeah. Pescatarian, you only eat fish. Just, yeah, just fish. So for me, like that, that change, and this happened after I went from this uh, Tony Robbins event called Unleash the Power Within. And when I, when I came back, I had such a clear mind and such a very, uh, 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 just a boost of energy that I didn't want to lose it. And I've been on that high ever since. And that's been 30 days since I've been there. And I have not stopped. Like, I have not had meat. I don't miss it. I don't miss it when somebody's cooking and eating around me. But I'm telling you, that trampoline. And then even like when you're talking about how Young, young Baca has those, those post-it notes. Look, what, look what's right in front of my trampoline every morning. I have all of these affirmations like, it's not over until I win. You know, when things go wrong, don't go with them. If there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can't do any wrong. The problem is we learn something new and we get inspired by it and then it dies after a week because we don't reinforce it. We get hyped up. We tell everybody about it. We get hyped up, but then we don't really feel it anymore because we're not reinforcing it into our nervous system. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm training myself to do. Like even expand by demand. That was something that a bodybuilder once said where, you know, he says, you want to know how I get my muscles huge? I expand by demand. I don't let my muscles determine when I go to the gym. I don't let my soreness determine when I go to the gym. I expand those by demand. I say, look, you going to grow today, muscles. And he goes in the gym and he, and he says, yo, I'm going to, you know, push the limits on it. So that's what I do now. You're going to grow. Today, you going to gonna learn today. So for me, that's how I do it. My, my emotional health is most important to me right now. My gratitude is most important because I think that's the thing that you can't be you can't be grateful and angry at the same time it just it's impossible it's impossible you will not be grateful the moment that you are grateful you won't be angry because you're too grateful about the things that are around you and once i learned that grateful people always they always once find things to grateful people always find things to be grateful for but at the same time they're also given more things to be grateful for so once i learned that that is why you're hearing the music that you are hearing. And Kurt, let me ask you this: there's, there's no, there's no secret, as in like it's not, a, it's not a, it's not a potion. It's mm-hmm. not like a mystical mm-hmm. thing. Or do you feel it to be? I won't say otherworldly, but is it like? Uh, okay, so I'm standing with with a uh, with Bishop Lamont. Like I went to go cover the yeah uh, and, yeah yeah and Bishop Lamont, and I've never met Bishop. I like mm-hmm. his music, mm-hmm. and I really can good get, dude, and I can get a certain feel out of him. But having met him, you know, not only is he super real, he's just like a real dude. Really he's very good. happy yeah, yeah. to be where he is, yeah. like, and he's super excited. Yeah, like yeah, Every, everything's monster. He's everything's just like monster. yo, bro. Like what's <laughs> you know? But I I I broke down to him my uh. My thought for when when it comes to success and like what I was what I was wanting to approach, right? And he looks at me and he goes, "Oh, the force is strong with you." Mm. He goes, "You discover the secret." He yeah, told yeah. me. He goes, "You know the secret." Right. What I told him was that it once you discover what uh, your life has in in in, um, in store for you, like mm-hmm. what life has envisioned for you, mm-hmm. like once you go down that path, life will facilitate things for you to reach that goal. Yeah, sure. If you're down the right goal, because that's what 
it or God or whatever mm-hmm. has written out for you. And if mm-hmm. you're able to find that, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be facilitated for you. What I mean is like, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh man, I want to interview, I want to view the, this blank person. You okay. show me that list. I remember you showing me and that And then list. I'll get an it email, happens. yo, this person's in town. Out of it. nowhere. Yeah. B- because life is like, boom, there it is. And mm-hmm. I'm following and I'm walking down the path and I'm respecting the path. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from the path. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there, there's a certain... T- there's something special about discovering what you're here to do mm-hmm. that life has a mutual respect back to those that yeah. follow that. What I've been saying the last few months is that the work we do, the work you do, the work I do with music, it's not the hard work. That's not the hard work. Even the process is not the hard work. The hard work was finding out what it exactly it is that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then what it, what 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 level would I have to do it at to be as successful as I envision myself that to be. That's exactly. That's the hard work. Exactly what I'm telling you. I told yeah. this, dude, this, the, the interview is the easy part, bro. Like, yeah. the hard you part. You do this in your sleep. You know this. The hard part was knowing that this is what I was meant mm-hmm. to do. But mm-hmm. once I got, once it, it went like, whoa. And believing in this that This well. is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you were in your 20s wondering, what the fuck mm-hmm. am I doing in life? And this is it. And then once I get the ball rolling, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, the momentum took it. And but it's also on me not to put things in front of that momentum right, and not right. to interrupt that and flow. And we do that all the time. But it's you, super it's, difficult. It's, right? it's our thought process that does it. You, you know something I started doing that changed my. It really changed my whole perspective. Is that what's crazy? Is that okay? If I told you, and I've been saying this on every every uh, interview that I've been doing, and I got it from Tony Robbins. But if if you were standing in a corner right now, if 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 a, if a hologram of yourself is standing in the corner, and and I asked you describe yourself if you were depressed, where would your shoulders be? Oh, okay. You know, be, yeah, I hear you'd be you. down, right? Yeah. Where would your head be? Yeah, down on my chest. You know, okay, like, yeah. and and that is what your mind has developed to believe that that is what depression is, or what that is what sadness is. You associate those things with it. So isn't it crazy how we'll be in front of our phones slouched over, we'll be in front of our laptops slouched over, and then out of nowhere we get a thought of doubt. Or we get a thought that's like, I'm not even working on that right now. It may be like I have a show on Friday, but my, my body is slouched over. My my subconscious is like, oh, are we depressed? Well, let's start registering thoughts of depression mm. into it. So as I'm sitting here realizing that, I, I have to catch shit. myself. I have to catch myself. The same way you know that, okay, yo, if I want to get a change in something, I have to be on it. I started realizing how many times doubt came into my mind and I'm sitting here in my laptop. You see my laptop is like down. Like That's why I put a TV up on top, so I have to look up. Mm-hmm. When you... When you think about your past, like if I, if I told somebody right now, close your eyes and think about your past, most people are going to look down because why? When you look down, you register thoughts about your past. When you look up, you register thoughts about the future. So if I'm optimistic about the future, I'm going to naturally look up about things. And when I realize that and realize that that is another, it's just, and thing is, it's, it's not even really a, a secret. It's just nobody thinks that it's the secret. People are looking for the secret and they're like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Tell me something real. Okay. My head's down. My sh- okay. That's depression. Okay. Whatever. Tell me the real secret of how you be successful. But it's like, if somebody wanted to know how you do what you do, you can break it down probably in four or five steps. Like you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to be patient with this, but it, it'll work eventually. And this and that. And they were like, it's, it's not that easy. 
what 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 do we solve with the episode saying you could have all the all the ingredients but it just dude this might it just mm-hmm. might not be what's here for you mm-hmm. so i'm going to tell you how it works for me right i'd list create and it's working for me so right. if you're asking me how am i how am i successful right. this is how i am how right. you can be i have it's no idea be, be a different, i mean you have to find out yeah. what works for you ultimately yeah. and what you're what you don't mind working fucking 24 hours a What's day to do, you know? What's your purpose? I have it on my wall right now as a, as a reminder, and I always look over to it, but I, I know that I'm on my purpose. But um, this dude named Farrah Gray uh, asked three questions, and, he, and he's been in hot water because of something involving Method Man and his wife. But, uh, you know, I know people don't, hip-hop right now, not liking his Farrah Gray name. But he said something that was very thought-provoking is that, figuring out what you've been put here to do he said uh what comes easy to you but harder for other people that's the first thing you have to ask yourself the second is what would i do and do it for free he said the third one is how can i give back I had that on my wall before I read The Go-Giver. And, and that third one is the one I always kind of skimmed over. Like, oh, of course you have to give. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And I look at that and I say, I'm ex- I'm doing that right now. There's no wonder why I'm happier than I've ever been. There's no wonder why I'm more fulfilled because I'm filling in those categories. And I'm not just glancing over the parts that I want to pay attention to. How did you implement this in Jubilee Year? Well, Jubilee Year is literally from the campaign down to the music it's all a giving process when i'm making music i'm telling you i'm being as honest about my life and my stories because i know not a lot of artists even as men we're not comfortable telling our most deepest and darkest you know spheres and insecurities in hip-hop we always want to be superheroes and so you know that's not a normal thing but i know by me telling that and putting myself on the line and putting myself out there you know and, and I'm able to be embarrassed. I'm able for people to clown me and say, oh, that's why you did that. I, I don't care. You can say whatever you want to say. But I put myself on the line because I know that even that kid that's making fun of the music is probably the one that makes fun of it in front of his friends and then goes home. And he's like, man, I'm glad I got music that understands what I'm going through. You know what I mean? And, and I need I need people to understand this music is a reflection of being in a dark place and then coming back triumphantly i've been saying this the whole time jubilee year is the triumphant jubilee year is a sound the jubilee year is a soundtrack to your triumphant comeback that's what i've been saying this whole time and that's exactly what it is is that everybody needs comeback music like i remember uh and i'm gonna get you sucker he said everybody needs theme music I, I add on to that everybody needs comeback music everybody has something they're coming back from whether it's you know um you know, a, a woman who was pregnant for nine months and her job decided to let her go well she's about to go to another job or start her own business and now she's about to have her triumphant comeback whether it's a kid that barely graduated and he, and he, was, he was told that he wouldn't be able to graduate then he got you know c's and in and, and c's all the way through but he graduated he needs music for a triumphant comeback so that's what this project is about i'm still giving it's just i'm giving the honest the nasty the ugly the not so pretty parts of my story and 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 i'm trying to fill people up with something i need them to leave even with my shows now my shows are different they're not the same i can't just sit up here and do this music and just rap to you no more like i i treat these shows the same way that these few people who do public speaking and they do these self-help public speak. I do the same thing on my shows. Why? Because who needs it more than the folks in hip hop right now? We're, 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 we're exposed to so much 
different things that are telling us what kind of individual to be. We're exposed to so many things telling us we're not good enough. We're not man enough. We're not woman enough. And then we go to these hip hop shows and we got to hear somebody else bitching and complaining about their life. But it's like, when does somebody take the reflection off of themselves and they just literally say here, I want to give you something that's going to make you go home and feel like you're filled up with something. It's the reason people go to church. Cause they leave like, like even like old folk, old folks go to the church. They can't tell you nothing about the sermon. They heard about four or five. It's like YouTube tags. They heard about four or five good words and like, yep, that, that, that applies to me. And then they go home and it's like, I'm filled up because yeah. it's the music. That's why they, I never understood the importance of the music before when church starts, like the worship music. But then I understood people are going there and, and you look at people, they got their eyes closed and it's because they are, you know, worshiping, uh, God or whatnot. But a lot of people are in there and they like, that's the only time my mind is free. And, and, I and, and I'll about, tell you this. I'll you tell you know? this. Like, the way that I, when I go to church, mm-hmm. the pastor will be like, all right, we're going to do Genesis 3, 11. Yeah. Everybody take your Bibles out. I don't move. Yeah. I don't, I don't read. I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. I listen to the, st- my right. wife will go and app and, li- and I'm just like, no, I'm, I never, you and I just consume. sit there and I just consume. Yeah, yeah. And then I digest and then I apply and then I re, you know, repeat. We're all different learners. We got to do what's uh, right to us. But the, the, uh, the one thing that I, you know, the word, the, the audible, this, this right here is amazing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you and me can instantly think of thoughts and patterns and blah, 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 blah without having to sit and like, no, what's an, this is an amazing, this is a miracle yes, of is. life Something that we need to be grateful for, <laughs> that to be super grateful for. So let's, let's get into the next track. I want to hear the next okay. track. Okay. Well, I think the perfect song to probably play after this is uh, a song called Listen to You, which is basically, I'll play it first and then we'll kind of go into it. All right, cool. <laughs> It's a liability Cause you be mentally killing my inner energy So I'm concealing my feelings before you injure me I can't listen to you When I listen to you I feel like a mini-me Cause when I kick you my dreams you call them little league Why you belittle me? Why you gotta go in on me? I when I listen, I be doubting my ability, but you be tripping, you be flipping like a trampoline, so I be dipping, I be out of your vicinity. I can't listen to you. I had to look around the corner for some inner peace, but that's better than a shoulder full of enemies. I need to carry this moment into my memories. I can't listen to you. Walk the water. You said you wanna have a talk. Well, maybe tomorrow. I found gold when I left you at the harbor. I can't listen to you. See, I can't afford to walk in your shoes. You got me out of tune, so I ignore you. I need an auto tune just to record you. I can't listen to you. I seen the grass got greener on the other side. I seen the snakes got meaner when the sun arrived. I made you hit the John Cena with your covered eyes. I can't. 
I'll admit it, I'm a harshest critic I get lost in my thoughts and get off my mission Who would've thought my biggest obstacle was my potential? I can't listen to you Okay, so what you just heard right now was Listen to Me. Um, significant record on this project. It was one of the first songs people heard from this project, actually. And just a very important song to me. And, and it really digs in deep to what we were talking about earlier about having songs that tell the ugly parts of you. And this is literally me having a conversation with myself. It's like I'm looking in the mirror. And like I said, that voice that pops in your head when you're in a, a, a physical state of pretty much depression and don't even realize you're in that that's that that physical place um it's those thoughts that come in your head and then you hear those conversations you have those conversations between you 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 the, the the righteous and you the the happy and positive person and it's that other voice that comes into your head that just really messes with you and knows you better than anybody else even sometimes can outsmart you um you know, it, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like when somebody says, uh, you know, you get on a plane and somebody says, you know, I'm, fe- I'm have a fear of flying inside their mind. They're thinking to themselves, you know, uh, when somebody says to them, you know, people, people die more often in car crashes than in planes in their mind. They're thinking, but what if this is the one? Yeah. And that's all it takes to set them off. So this song is literally an embodiment of that of having an insecurity and just not being able just not listening to the voice of insecurity and within you and realizing that that's not your voice that's yeah. not the voice that talks to you that's mm-hmm. why I, I even to add on to that i, I use this tactic where <laughs> whenever i hear a voice of doubt in my head i don't give it my voice because if you give it your voice it's a voice of authority and you you listen to it so when, when I, I have like say i have a show on, on friday and i say Oh, man, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't sing on Friday on, on my set because 
when I'm rapping, my voice gets weak at the end of the, of the sets and people are going to think I sound horrible. Instead of giving it that voice, I say, well, I should... I shouldn't sing on a Friday because if I sing on Friday, because people are going to think that I'm terrible at singing and they're not going to come to my shows anymore. If I give it that voice, that's the proper voice for that, for that, because that's not me. That's a voice of doubt, but it's so hilarious because when you do that, you start to give it the real, you start realizing like, that's not me. That's a troll doll or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, but I do that. I do that. I, that. That makes me even more weird. I do that on the trampoline if I need to. Yeah. But I got to get rid of that voice of doubt. And this song is, is the embodiment of um not listening to that voice in your head you know it's it's insane like um the way that we as like uh human like dude human beings are weird fucking creatures bro we're just Mm -hmm. we're so out of like you know like like you're saying like we have our, our instincts are like to eat a mate and like find comfort like <laughs> right like right. Th- like those it but out right. of those three things or maybe just eat and fuck like out of those two mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. we've built an entire civilization of just mm-hmm. weird strange shit and mm-hmm. like like um I, I don't know about you Curtis, but i have moments where i i'm outside of my humanity like mm-hmm. uh, i'll look at, at stuff and i'm like yo that's just like a, From weird, a bird's eye view it's a weird yeah. ritual yeah uh, i'm watching uh i'm watching hip-hop evolution that the new mm-hmm. documentary on netflix mm-hmm. and then it had nothing to do with what he he was talking about but he showed a video of people dancing mm-hmm. and i'm like dancing is just like a weird thing if we were uh, aliens we would look at it like what are the, these human beings doing what's they're, this they're, noise that's producing out of these boxes yeah. and are they out of are boxes, they yeah. hurt are they well, what, what what are they are they fighting and then like my wife loves to dance she's just like yeah you know, she listens. but i go on all i can think about like how weird it is that yeah. we dance yeah, yeah. it's but, a strange thing but th- then too even though you have that bird's eye view and, and, and it's a very you know um great place to be in to like really realize the gift that is life um i had to i i was the same way because I, I can't dance I, I I just never liked even school dances. I just didn't go. I was a wallflower, or I was kicking with my buddies. But it took me to what to it took me going to that that event before I realized like your mood changes when you dance, and when you dance and you don't give a damn about who's looking, your mood changes. And in that movement, like um uh you know emotion is created by motion. So if 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 you are dancing, if you are doing whatever like. I, uh, another speaker that was at the event uh was named uh, uh joseph mcclendon he said he has a mentality he says anytime that you get yourself in a place where you're confused or you're angry he said shake that ass <laughs> Say, what do you mean shake that ass because when you shake your ass <laughs> yeah. your mind goes to work on why are we doing this this is silly and guess what you start to loosen up all that that stiffness we have inside of it and that's what i definitely had like i was yeah. like the guy that i don't I'm not dancing. That's I'm not doing the newest. But now, like my stepson, he yeah, coming in. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do no, no like new edition shit. But I'm gonna do I, all of that. Oh, you are. I'm gonna do all <laughs> okay. of that. I'm, if I could do the splits and I not have to go to the hospital, I'd do that too. I, I boogie. I feel you. I don't I dance, you. homie. I but boogie. You, know you, know you got to find what's step? natural to you. It's a two step for me. That's it for you know? me. But you know what I learned is that 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 you know a way to break out of out of the stuff that you you have been used to is you got to like. I'll give you an example. I got some advice and I'll, I'll leave this person unnamed, but I got some advice from somebody when his project was getting ready to drop and he called me out of nowhere and he was like, hey, bro, I don't think pre-orders count towards your first day sales anymore. And my whole campaign had been based upon him telling me that. And I was like, 
really? Like, I've been doing this for weeks. You didn't tell me before. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I meant to give you this information earlier. And so that happened. And I just kind of like, okay, so what do I do now? So I started readjusting. I made two. I made a, I made one video on my YouTube where I was like, yo, everybody, we have to readjust this whole campaign. It's now about the first day sales, right? And so I did that. And somebody left a comment. And they said, uh... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's good information that you were given. And so I get on the phone with that guy because I really respect the guy. He tells me that that that's that's not true. Then I call somebody else who I know would know the answer, and they were like, "Yeah, that's not true." And so yeah, because pre-orders are just pre-bought co- pre- copies. Exactly. No? So now, now common sense in that situation would have made more sense, but I wasn't. But you were in panic sense. mode. You were like, w- "What am I going to do? What's well, the adjustment?" Not even, not even panic. It was more so like readjust. Okay, I, my thing is, I. I, I, I I refuse to panic anymore. Worrying is a wasted energy and I try my best not to ever worry. So as I'm sitting there and I'm getting it, I'm like, the, the, the easiest thing for me to do is get angry. So I was like, no, I got to move. So I started moving, started doing all of this stuff. And then the one moment that I had to like sit back and think about the things that have transpired, because guess what? I made another video after that cleanup video to clean up the cleanup video. So I was like, okay, guys, I was wrong two times in one day. Yeah. My bad. Keep pre-ordering. And so... All of that stuff went down and I was and I started getting angry. Like I sit here at yeah. the laptop, I was getting angry. My fiance was sitting behind me. And I said, I'm really getting mad. Like I felt my blood boiling, like getting angry, thinking like, well, is it dumb purpose? Is it sabotage? All of this stuff is coming into my mind, knowing it's not true. And I turned around to her, I said, Let's play patty cake. She said, What? I said, Let's play patty cake. You want me to get even more weird on you? I said, Let's play patty cake. And she said, Okay. And I didn't know how to play. Her teaching me made me laugh because I was so mad I was messing up so bad I don't and know I feel like I could have thought of different things you know to do with I, hey look to, to each man his own but you know what I did that <laughs> I did patty that. cake let's go babe but you know what I did that <laughs> yeah I did that and I'll tell you this I did that and I looked and I was like I was like you know what that made me laugh. That's the only thing. Because, you know, if I did something that was natural to me, guess what would have happened? Yeah, no, I hear you. you, you the, I wouldn't, the silliness. It wouldn't have fixed nothing. You're like, okay, all right, this is this feels better. It could have been easily so like, it could have been easily like a midget coming and slapping me across the face. That could have worked too, but that didn't happen. I didn't have, you know. Uh, you got to keep on a retainer, bro. Huh? You don't have a midget on No, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I try to respect, you know, my, uh, my, 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 my brothers out there who, who just are kind of, you know. Uh, challenged by the heights but no nah, <laughs> i mean you know, honestly i had to do something that was gonna break my pattern and sure, sure. a lot of times for for us as men like everything that we do is like oh hungry men dinner macho oh i gotta do this i had to do something that was gonna make me feel silly and that's the whole mentality of like shaking that ass to to to, to you know mess with your mind you feel silly and then when you do it you get yourself out of that mind frame and if you want to change anything, and I, I know I've been quoting Tony Robbins like crazy, but you got to change two things, your physiology and your focus. If you change your physical state where you're at, if you're sitting down and you're slumped over and you're depressed, you got to change two things. One, the way you're sitting, your physicality. And two, you got to change what you're focused on. Why? Because what you focus on is reality, even what you're, even when rea- even when it's not reality. If I focus on my toe right now and I'm like, damn, that damn thing is tingling right now. Oh, bro, let me go check on Web- WebMD. Oh man, you know what? It is cancer. And if I focus on it enough, I will believe every, you know what? I have been having like fevers. My head is a little bit high. You start doing that to yourself because what you focus on is reality, even when it's not reality. And you can do that on a positive scale, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, well, well, it has to be something that you genuinely feel like, you know, uh, you can't just look like I, I can't just look at my faucet when it's off and say, 
clean water come out clean water come out clean water come out it's just not gonna happen like that like i don't you need a brita or something you can't just just do it like that so, so you, you brita filter for your life yeah what, I'm, you're saying, what, what i'm saying is that it has to be more than just words it has to be more than just reinforcing action it's gotta behind, be ma- i mean right? massive action i mean action that scares you and makes you feel like am i crazy because i tell you like there was a lot of times during this this last 30 days where i was like people probably think that i have lost my mind and then i said the common sense says why? Because I'm happy? And we have, I'm like, damn, have I programmed myself to be so miserable for so many years that I'm embarrassed by happiness? Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed by, by high energy? It's crazy because I just made a video this morning. I said, we'll look at football players like huddling together and they're like getting ready for a football game. They're like, oh, 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 oh. We look at that and say, oh, my team about to beat that team's ass. And then let somebody like a kid come in the room or not even a kid, like an adult come in the room and be like, oh, 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 I'm getting hyped up before I make these wings for this game. You're like, that man is crazy. Nothing changed. It, it, it's just literally what we associate to be important. His wings is his game day. We should all wake up in life and every day should be game day. If we treated it like that, a lot of the stuff that comes to our doorstep, the stuff we usually get angry about, we wouldn't, it wouldn't matter because we already ready for it. Hmm. And I, my argument is, is our goals are that quarterback. You don't think it's like some 400 pound lineman that's trying to stop us from getting to that quarterback, whatever our goal is during that day. My goal is crazy because when I set a goal, I already know what's going to happen. I said a go. I said, you know what? By four o'clock, I need to get a beat done. What's going to happen at 1:45 p.m.? I guess somebody hits me up about something two weeks ago and they need it done right now. It's going to happen. So I have to already program myself and say, no, I'm going to get it done by any means. And life is going to challenge you on that. But that's my mentality now. It's like every day is game day and I'm not going to make no excuses for it. I don't care who look at me crazy or whatever. I feel amazing and I would not trade this. I would not trade the quality of life for somebody else's insecurity towards me. You know? Is it uh, finding happiness with yourself? You that's think the first that you're ulti- is that? Oh, you think that's the first that's step? The first step. That's you, not you, the ultimate. Because step. because you know what's crazy? If you ask most people, do they like themselves? They're gonna say, like, yeah. Like, they're, they're, it's not gonna be a very. Con- it's not gonna be a hell yeah like myself. Why? Because we've been programmed to believe that that is. Uh, narcissism or believe that that is you know somebody who's self-filled of, of themselves but you're supposed to love yourself you know yeah, yourself I, i'm with you on this i'm with you, you on this, what I'm but I, i'm somebody who has a different perspective and it's not that i don't like myself right right i'm cool with me like i've yeah right, you know right. yeah I, but, but, but this is what i'm saying is, <laughs> my thing is this, let me let me add this. <laughs> okay nobody's gonna understand what it took for you to become the person that you are you know you up and down middle left right uh, like like a cheat code on Super Mario. Sure. You know your life, and you know you know who you are. Uh-huh. And when you and, and I think sometimes that's why I say that's the first step is realizing what 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 makes me what makes me so lovable to myself. Like why why? But and, but I think yeah. it speaks to what you're you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason that I, that I say it is because uh, I don't I didn't find happiness in uh, me. Mm-hmm. I found happiness in. Uh, contributing to something bigger than me mm-hmm. i'm very i'm even as a kid dude i remember like my mom like me crying at like nine mm-hmm. and my mom asked me like why am i crying it's like oh because i'm gonna die one day mm-hmm. and like and like that like as a kid I had I, the same I, conversation with my mom i've always crazy. been real um mm-hmm. aware of my mortality yeah and and then but i'm okay with it though like mm-hmm. i'm fine with it like i understand like if i die today mm-hmm. You know, life will continue. It'll sure. be what it is. Sure. But what I'm saying is that I didn't find happiness in like pursuing something for me per- 
per se. It's more pursuing something to leave behind, something to contribute to right. the, to the culture, to right. to hip hop, because it's been such a driving force. Like I feel guilty not giving back after so, it's given me everything. Let me ask you this: How and I'm not to be your, your your psychologist right now, but how does that make you feel when you're giving? I feel I feel proud of myself for having given. And have in 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 my mm-hmm. opinion given something that's not being given by anybody else. And, and you said pride. What's another emotion that you associate with giving? How do you? What does it make you feel like? I feel happy. I feel I feel proud of myself, and I mm-hmm. feel happy with uh, my ability to give it, and that I see that people really are like, oh, this is cool. This and is you dope. know what? That's the same exact thing that I'm saying. I'm just being more forceful about it. Mm-hmm. So that can you've already made that connection in a subconscious way. You've already said to yourself, this is what's going to make me happy is contribute. What's crazy is that. But yeah, but, yeah, but my, yeah. my, I'm not in the chase for happiness for me. Like I yeah. would want to do this even but, if it but, made me the most yeah. unhappy man in the world. It's not like. But I, would I, you I, though? I, that's, not, that's my argument though is, is, is would you do it? Because if I told you right now, like, like, you know, quit what you're doing right now. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, every morning, come pump my tires up with air because that makes me happy. You like this motherfucker? You think you are, Curtis? Like, what are you? Oh, but, but, but that's yeah. not that's not a contribution. I'm not that's yeah. that's not a big that's not bigger than me. So I'm right. happy to be giving something that's bigger than sure. me. Like what? What the we're old, saying the same I, thing? I, I, but yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange, the movie <laughs> Doctor Strange. Okay, brand new movie just came out. Yeah, kind of weak. The writing's mm-hmm. weak, but there was this one scene where when she goes, yeah, what, okay. So the whole point of this is like he, he he's like the best surgeon on the planet, yeah, right. And he's riding his car and he's doing so multi-million dollar car. He's a millionaire and stuff, and he gets into a car accident which completely like demolishes his hands, right, right. right. And uh, they go, uh, the one thing was either uh, uh, cut the hands off or some bullshit, and then so what they did was they put metal bars in his hand so he's not able to hold stuff and gotcha. so to him he lost his 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 reason for living because he right. knew he was the best surgeon on the planet right, he right. would do surgeries and get you know, he needs but his now, hand for that right. so he's trying to find a way to fix it and he spends all his money doing research mm-hmm. and no one can do it and he hears about this one guy who was com- his legs were completely demolished in a mm-hmm. car accident and then like two three years later he's walking around playing basketball right. and he goes to him he goes well, how did you do it right. and the guy gives him the secret address to this lady mm-hmm. that's gonna mm-hmm. you know this teacher <laughs> of the mystical world and he goes and yeah and like the, the, she's like a, a, like a like a mystic of the of the of the realm and spirit and basically breaks it all down to him and he, and he goes he goes you, I'm gonna tell you something that's very easy to hear mm-hmm. but you will not understand this you'll mm-hmm. never understand it unless you devote your entire life to, to these words right here right, right. and if you wanna you wanna create life you wanna destroy it you need to know these things right here it's not about you mm-hmm. she said that's it. If when the day that you understand that, mm-hmm. you will be able to roam the world and create right. it. I've come to terms with I that. It's not agree. about me. It's not agree. about me. Absolutely it's about agree. for mm-hmm. me. My mission is to document, mm-hmm. sit, 
and in 80, 90 years from now, be like, yo, there's these really dope interviews, these really great things of the artists that we all know have come to love and right. artists that didn't get a shot or artists, that, you know, it, there's just, there's these sure. great documentations of this time in space. And you made that contribution. That I, so. And that's me contributing. But see, here, here's what I, here's what I'll say to that as well. Cause I agree with you hundred percent. We're saying the same thing, but, but what I say is this, there's a reason why when you get on an airplane, the first thing they tell you is in the case of an emergency, when those oxygen masks come down, they don't say put it on your kid first. They mm-hmm. say put it on your face first. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're of no help to anybody mm-hmm. if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. So even though it's not deliberately you saying you're doing this for yourself, it it it, it you're still doing it for yourself because if you're not able to to conserve the energy you have, if you're not able to satisfy a certain passion within you, you're not going to have the energy to do the work that you're doing. Now, my thing is, I'm going directly to the source. I cannot. The thing is, if you rely on other people to to kind of dictate how happy you are, you already know how people are unpredictable and they're going to forever put you in a place. But that whole oxygen mask example that struck with me because it was like, damn, that's so true. You have to get yourself taken care of before you can take care of anybody around you even my family like if i if i run myself dry saying i'm grinding for my family i'm grinding for my family and now my my fiance has to take care of me because i got a migraine for four or five days because i've been working 24 hours straight in front of a laptop i'm doing more disservice than i am doing service to the people that i say that i love so for me it was like i have to i I can't fully grasp love if i don't love myself and i don't mean that in a in a you know a, a a uh a narcissistic way i'm saying that it, it shouldn't even come up to be a narcissistic thing to say that you love yourself i look in the mirror every day now and it's something else i never would have thought i would have did this especially like as a man i look in the mirror and i tell myself i say i love you and i say that so full-heartedly because i don't tell myself that and when i tell myself that my mind starts to say well why the hell would you love yourself what do you love about yourself and i'm like well i love that i'm 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 you know, I keep a task of what I do every day. I love that I stay motivated. I love my discipline. I love that when I, when I love that quote I had up there, if there's no enemy within the enemy on the outside can't do no wrong to you. If I take care of what's going on in here, I am enough to where I can supply everybody around me. I can give them the best, but if I'm at 40% and I'm trying to get, get somebody to a hundred percent, who's at 10, I don't have enough juice to even give them. So for me, we're saying the same exact thing, but for me, it's just, it's more deliberate of, I need to charge. It's, it's almost like you got a cell phone and you're trying to help your friend. Well, you can't, you can't, if he's giving you GPS directions and your phone's on 5%, you ain't, you're not even going to make it to him. So I got to take care. I got to juice myself up first, get myself up to 100% so then I can go to, that's why every single day I got that trampoline. I got to learn, day. Curtis, because yeah. I, I, I've, I've never given myself that much importance. See, but, but see, and, and I don't nope, know. You know what's crazy? Nobody else is going to do it for Yeah, but you. I don't, I don't even want, I don't even like, but I'm we not. We take it for granted though. We t- see, see, here's my thing. I feel where you're coming from because I, this was a hard sell for me too. It took me four days and 60 hours straight to understand this concept. But what I realized is that, we we by nature we 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 uh suppress the things that 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 make us feel bad right and then they they bottle we bottle them up and they come up at the most inopportune times or when we're in our feeling our lowest but we have to love ourselves in order to understand love as a concept mm. you know what i mean like yeah. you ever you ever see somebody that 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 that's in an abusive relationship with somebody and they're saying well i love him and i and, and that's why i let him you know hit on me because i love him and it's like 
how could you fully understand love if you don't love yourself enough to say I shouldn't be getting hit because I'm I'm deserving of more respect than that. I'm deserving of, of somebody that would treat me with the dignity of a human being and wouldn't lay their hands on me. But that person has to understand love for themselves first. If they say I love that person, they're going to get beaten till they die. And how many people have you seen happen in domestic abuse where, you know, the, the wife dies and she dies going to her grave saying how much they, she loves the man that killed her. So for me, it was like. I can't I can't leave my happiness in the hands of other people who are pursuing their happiness. And that's not to say that I'm not to contribute because truth be told, there's six there's six different things. And I read this. There's six different things that and I believe it, too. There's six different things that us as human beings want this is what we're all driven by. One one of these. We have our, our own little so total one pole. of these six. One things. Of, we, okay. it, it's, we basically we order. We want all of these things, but we order them in our own way. And here's the thing. The first thing is we have a need for certainty. We want to make sure that if I wake up and put my key in my car, it's going to turn on. We want uncertainty. We don't want the same life over and over again. We want a little bit of, you know, a little bit of change in life. Um, the third thing is we want significance. That's a huge one for so many of us, especially in hip hop. We want to feel significant. We want to have the, uh, the uh, Instagram followers. We want to have the Twitter followers. We want to feel significant. The next one is love and connection. We want some kind of love and connection. And that's not always a positive thing. Sometimes people do drugs so they can get a perceived love and, and, and affection. People they, that they, yeah, you know, yeah. and connection. And okay, so those are the, the, the basis of the things. But the most important two things that we want to make us fulfilled and happy. You already said one of them and didn't even know you said it. One of them is the need for uh, growth. And the second one is the need for contribution. Those are the things that fill up our soul. It's funny you kept saying, I want to contribute, contribute. I hadn't said it one time, but that's literally the two that fill us up the most and make us fulfilled is the need to contribute to a bigger cause, the need for for us to grow. We want to feel like we're growing. If you can feel you've contributed, you feel like you matter and you feel like mm-hmm. you'll be uh, uh, then, uh you'll be then, remembered your yeah. name will be written down somewhere but why does it matter that it matters someone. i mean i don't want to get too too esoteric but why does it matter that it matters because uh-huh. at some point in time you got to say you know i i i respect myself or i love myself enough to where i believe that 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 i should leave a legacy that means something to mm-hmm. me that means something for me to leave something behind because it means something to us personally like for somebody else they'd be like well why do you do it that way if you want to leave a legacy go be a doctor go to but that's not what it means to you. That's not the most important thing to you. Same thing for me. Like I came into rap saying I want to, you know, buy my mama a mansion. And and somebody else was like, well, you could have like became, you know, a, a, a neurosurgeon and, and do that really a, a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But this is it had to be a path that made sense to me and showed me, you know, something that I love to do. And that was a decision that even though it's hard for me to admit it, to do it in hip hop was a selfish decision. I've come to grips with that. And I've understood that even though I made it work, it still was a selfish decision. It's what I tell people. Being an artist is very, it's a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we justify it by. We do. We do. And it is. It, it's ju- we, justify, <laughs> we justify it. But yeah. in reality, the in reality, the thing about being an artist, you don't choose whether you're an artist or not. You don't go and sign up one day and be like, oh, I want to be an artist. Right. Like you either are born an artist mm-hmm. and you find a way to express your artistic self mm-hmm. or you ignore it yeah. and you go choose some other way. Curtis King could not have been happy as a doctor. Right. Curtis King right. needed right. to be Curtis King. Absolutely. And if Curtis King 
didn't pursue. Imagine your life, Curtis, if you didn't pursue this. If you knew this is what you wanted, right. but because you wanted that mansion, you pursued it other means. Uh, you would have yeah. been horrible. You would have. You would have been. You wouldn't have been happy, right? Mm-hmm. But this is your way of like, okay, well, what mm-hmm. am I? What's my artistic? Where's my expression? Oh, it's music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, then that's what I'm going to pursue, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to be successful at that. I'm going to do that. And yes, it's a little selfish because you're here instead of being with the wife, and yeah. you're here instead I'm in the of same going house, with the homies. Yeah, I spend so much time in here. It, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it stops being selfish because you understand that there's a higher cause to your art- artist. Well, see, I didn't understand it. And that's right. why the Jubilee year was so important. The intro was so important because I thought that, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm like, I don't know what I got. I'm not even choking up, but yeah, I uh, got something in my throat. Um, the reason why this is so important is because I felt like it wasn't enough to just do music. I thought that that was enough. I was like, well, the people I look up to, all they provide is music. That should be enough. And it was not until I started providing the information that I do in these videos did I realize I've been tapping into the two things that drive my soul, drive everybody's soul the most. I've been showing growth because my YouTube channel went from 900 people to, you know, uh, 10,500 now in December. Um, I'm showing growth in me as a public speaker. I'm showing growth. I wrote a book this this year. I'm showing growth as a human being with you know with, with where I'm at with it. And then I'm contributing to something that is bigger than me. I'm contributing to the thing that I love the most. But it had to happen once I, I flipped those two switches on. Because before, when I got into hip hop, my biggest thing was significance. I want put people to, to to understand my story and respect my story and respect my voice. So the significance. And sometimes when you make that decision first, you make very selfish decisions. Um, and then it was okay, love and connection. But we make some bad decisions sometimes trying to get love from people who are just not naturally going to love us. And that's what I did. I'm, I'm no different from any other artist in that, but it clicked when I got those last two, which are growth and contribution. And once you click those, anything that you want in life is going to start coming to you faster than you could even think you can handle. It's going to come. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Curtis, I love talking to you, man. <laughs> I, I, I always have Vice such a... Vice versa, bro. Man, it is... It's a. It's good. It's. It gives me a lot of hope to think like... We have artists like Curtis King, like Bishop Lamont, like like these yeah. other cats. Like if 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 they're if the hip hop is in their hands, we'll, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. It, it stops me from worrying about like, oh my God, what is what is going <laughs> What's the on next out thing there? You know, no, nah, but you know, you gotta, you know what, you gotta have balance because if you don't have the other guys who are not speak, you know, who are not speaking hope then people don't know wouldn't appreciate the ones that are appreciate speaking, it's right? the yin and the yang you, i you wish you the best exist. chris i really do i think i yeah. think you're going to be very successful i know you're going to be very successful i think you're you're an intellectual and uh yeah you're, but you're young yeah, so you yeah. still have you i can't imagine a 45 year old curtis king like you're gonna be like i'm already 45 you're gonna have like a like a you're gonna be smoking <laughs> out you're gonna have one of those jackets that have the patches on the elbows yeah yeah, and, yeah. and you're gonna be smoking out of like a pipe yeah. Also, but not like a, you know, like a, like a wooden pipe and you're going to be like, yeah. you're just going to be conversating. And then when you're old, you're going to have this oh, big old man. beard and you have a cane and you're going to be like, gather around, <laughs> children. I hope and I don't need a cane at 45. Yeah, I hope I'm doing No, no, no. What I'm saying, like, <laughs> like 85. 85. Cool, you're going to cool. be like the wise old man who's just sitting underneath the tree and be like, yeah. you, you young bucks, don't, this is yeah. what, you know, people are going to yeah. look up to you, Curtis. I think, uh, I just, you know what my biggest thing? I don't want, I don't want this young generation to grow up hating me. That was my that was my promise to myself too is that I don't want them to grow up 
thinking like, oh, that's just another dude that we supported to get to the top, and he forgot about us. Yeah, and you can you can you can kind of point the finger at a lot of artists that are, that are like that now. I was almost right? there because look, I had, but I you know what, I got both perspectives. I can't blame the artists who have made it because I'm like, I was at the cusp of being quote unquote on. I was on the I was meeting so many people. Um, that I'd never had access to and I was right there in the mix of all of this in the city I'm right here and I'm starting to realize like I got a little peek in the door and I was like that ain't where my happiness is L- look I mean you can go into the, the, the pre-mentioned uh, 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 Bishop Lamont he could yeah. be like he could be bitter at Kendrick and be like yeah, yo yeah. I, I could have been I should have been there right. why didn't you know but th- you know but Bishop is following his own pattern mm-hmm. to get to his level of success because like I remember when I was about to interview him they're like yo that he was going to be the one bro he was going to yeah, be yeah. and I'm like dude Bishop is dope bro he's, he's still following his he's own st- he's still he's the his, one and only Bishop his one. you know what I mean he's still the one and only Bishop and, and, and that has significance and i think that that's where we're talking still about a mental health issue to to look at somebody who was once significant to you and to now treat them like dirt because they don't have the number one song on the radio that's 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 yeah, that's, mentally that's one reason but the other reason like you're saying you're not yeah. willing to extend the hand of thank you to sure. those that help you get up but there he, but you know what when you forget yeah. that it's not about it's you not about you and that's it we come right? back into but you know like what that's what did? i want on my tombstone yeah. yo it's not about you but you know what bishop lamont was one of the first like ogs to reach out to me and say curtis i need a verse from you mm-hmm. and he has a song with me and El Prez on it and um, you know I, he, he didn't have to do that for me it's, it's still no matter who he is now to like a younger generation that's still Bishop Lamont to me the same Bishop Lamont that got mm-hmm. hundreds of songs with Dre mm-hmm. he still has a and that's the thing about it it's crazy because it's not just the fans who do this artists do that to themselves I know artists that have been rapping for the last 15 years and now they're talking about doing something completely different because they're jaded because they feel like oh I want to get into something and, and, and if you have a passion for somewhere else by all means follow it but don't forget that you have over 15 years or 20 years of information that is valuable to an entire industry just because you can't see you know I the vision yeah, they turn their back on me i'm gonna turn my back see but that's that. what i'm saying and, and 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 it perpetuates the same bullshit over and over and for me i said who do i know better than anybody else on this earth i know rappers and producers and if somebody else would tell me well why would you want to talk to rappers and why are you producers? gonna help them why they don't help they don't them? buy stuff they're not going to buy anything from you. Well, guess what? They took me to number four in the country yep. with this album. Yep. They listen. They will listen once you sound like, first of all, you're not trying to preach to them. When you sound like you're just trying to be a cool guy, giving them information. Like to a lot of people, I'm just another, I'm just a big brother. Yeah. I'm a big brother. Like, but I had to be that because I didn't have that. And I know what it feels like to come up in this game and, you know, thank God I lived in Carson or a major city. Like, thank God I lived near LA because I can't imagine what it's like to be a rapper in North Dakota to love this thing called hip hop, but you got nobody in your area that's ever been of any significance to right. the entire game. Right, right, right. Where does he go? Does he go to an article written by somebody who's never rapped a day in their life on a major blog publication because it looks nice and now he has to trust their you know uh, ideology about okay this is how you send the proper email to a blog and he has to trust them when they're talking about this is the right way to write a 16 bars why can't he learn from somebody who's currently doing it and not just doing it but doing it extraordinarily well you're absolutely right because the artists aren't thinking they're thinking about a monetary like uh, 
Hey, blank, write a book. What? I'm not gonna make no money writing a book. Hey, do it's a book. Crazy, I'm not gonna write. Man. Hey, what I, dude, I've get so many times. I came to you with a project and, yeah. and I'm following through with it. Absolutely. But when I bought it up to other people, they're like, bro, there's no money in that. I'm not gonna make no money. It's like, fuck the money, bro. Yeah, like the money that, and I'm glad they said that because now I can be like, okay, that, that name's mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. they don't, un, they don't have, vi- they don't have a vision. Like, oh, yeah. the money, bro. Like, yeah. really, dude, that's the least thing you should be worrying yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this? contribution this mm-hmm. dope thing you can be a part of what if it's you know like th- yeah. people don't think that way but no, Curtis sure, sure. lead us out with the with the fight with the last with the third track that third you want to show off of a Jubilee year okay this song is called uh, Everybody like I don't really speak on too many things political I don't I'm, I'm not a political quote unquote rapper I'm a very um, you know I'm conscious of the things that go around me I'm conscious as a black male of all the stuff going on like with you know the relations with police and I'm, I'm aware of all that. I don't speak on all of it, but I have my own opinions about everything going on. And, and, and it's not the traditional opinion because although, you know, I see a lot of people who are like, you know, Facebook and Twitter revolutionaries and they talk about, we got to do this. We got to do that. It, 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 it dawned on me in the middle of all this stuff going on. It's like all the people I used to look up to and I still look up to them, like the Huey Newtons and, you know, the, the, the Black Panthers. I started looking at them like, man, like although they did so much for their people, like they left families behind. And I start to think to myself, like, if I was in that era, yeah, you had to do what's necessary. And they made the sacrifices, but like those families are still left behind. Like they're fatherless families. And for me in this day and age, I have to really read, I have to think about who I am and what's my place and what's my voice and how do I contribute in a way to where the people who need me more than, more than my own people, the people that need me the most are living in this house right now. Mm. And if I'm not there to provide for them, what will my stepson grow up thinking of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. Everybody else would be like, "Oh, he was a martyr for a movement," but my stepson will look at me and say, "Well, he he was an absent stepfather." So this song is literally me kind of going through those emotions and kind of like speaking to like my like a nervous breakdown that I had. And so where can we get Jubilee Year? Uh, MyJubileeYear.com is one place, but it's available on all major distributions from iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Um, Google Play, it's available all, all those places. But myjubileeyear.com or curtisking.com, you can get it. try to be superhuman for everyone that provides for me at my expense i overlook if i am getting love because i am giving love because i got inner love but i gotta check my temperature i don't know what's going on with me this month i've been worried more than usual with things i can't discuss but i can't blame the police and i can't blame trump this depression been suppressing i feel i'ma blow up i should have never hopped on facebook it was all bad up and down my timeline i probably should have fall back all i saw was purging emotions from my friends and my contacts i want to help you all but i can't give you what i don't have half my mind gone and i don't know how i can guide you and just today i seen murder on a vine loop my lady lost two relatives in one week so i can't save the world because she needs me and i can be everything to everybody and i can be everything to everybody but lord knows i try Lord knows I try And I can be everything to everybody 
And I can't be everything to everybody But Lord knows I try Lord knows I try The revolution's being televised But my television off so they can't telefy And being purely apathetic for my black life When I'm protecting black lives in my household but I'm a sellout if I don't march a hashtag I look my stepson in the eye and he laughs back He said, this the best time that I ever had And I refuse for him to grow up without a stepdad And that gives me the energy when life licenses my enemies To injure me and stop me from ascending where I'm meant to be I wanna save the world but I'm way too weak I've been driving all night and now my tank on E People love negativity, you are what you eat Social media is a feast, but I need my peace I've been picking up the pieces of my self-esteem So I can make it a better world for you and me And I can't be everything to everybody And I can't be everything to everybody But Lord knows I try Lord knows I try And I can't be everything to everybody And I can't be everything to everybody But Lord knows I try Lord knows I try The God within often requires more than I know how So I be jumping off edges of self in the meanwhile These be my cliff notes, I lend several legends out Trying to be legendary, everything to everybody That I might save all word to Paul But I'm the irreverent reverend Hold a silent reverence with a humble presence Pull my power from within and multiply with alignment Stay on assignment There's a devil in the details They leaving out the details so we don't see the enemy You better be detective Find out the weaknesses So when they raise a signal Strike like the wise serpents that be anti to their venom With words that be accepting Springing forth from your fountain The heartbeat of mountain Call mine Zion That's what I bless from at the center be your lion And the king too no stressing on the throne, it's how the gods do. Really, Jubilee is all about harvest time. It's when you reap not only the seeds that you've sown, but what the generations that have gone before you have sown. Curtis King, thank you for your time, man. Oh, man, thank you. I really me. appreciate it. Like <laughs> I said, I love these conversations with Curtis King. I love uh, the, the purity behind what you do. And I love that you, uh, you, 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 um, your essence is is involved in everything you do, and I yeah. think that's why you'll always be successful. Because, and in what you do, you believe, and you honestly think it's what you should be doing. Sure. You, and I'm very happy that you found your path. I'm really happy that you found where you want to go, and, right. and you're walking down down that path. And still developing, it, but it's, I'm, it's I'm, nice yeah, to cross paths with you that. as we. We head on separate journeys, man. I, sure. I think it's awesome, dude. Man. So congratulations Thank on the new you. album, Inside the Artist Studio. Check it out. Jubilee Year, Curtis King.